0: Hey guys, it's good to be back with you on this podcast. Thank you for joining with us. I know that there's been three episodes prior to this. You may have clicked on it on its own, but just as an encouragement, go back and look at some of those earlier episodes. We're in a leadership series and I'm joined with Pastor Greg Freeman. Hey, Cloud. And Mark Stout. Yep. Good to see you guys. We'll introduce you more thoroughly later. But just uh, as an encouragement in that, we're talking about leadership, and this applies to you. Greg, maybe you want to talk a little bit about the why people should still listen.
1: Yeah, thanks, Cloud. So over the course of this podcast, we've talked regularly about leadership being an expectation of any Christian, right? We've talked about if you're a human being, you have influence over other people. And so you may lead your family, you may lead a team, or you may lead a classroom or a small group of your church, or you may be a leader in a multinational Fortune 200 manufacturing company, as Mark was, but regardless of your personal situation, you have the opportunity and really the responsibility to lead, and uh, Dan Allender in his book, Leading with a Limp, says, if you're a follower of God, then you are called to lead, which is encouraging, but then he follows it up with, if you're a leader, you're in for the battle of your life, and so leadership is hard, Uh, we know that, and that's why we're doing this series, to equip and encourage our church family as you lead in God's strength and for God's glory. And so today we're talking about the leadership characteristics of leaders that are courageous. And we continue to compare the leadership of Saul and David as we examine these leadership characteristics and uh, as we talk about courage, we see that Saul was fearful. Now most of you guys are aware of the story of David and Goliath. Uh, and to get to that point, though, before David and Goliath go head-to-head, we see that, that Saul, as the king, was fearful of the Philistines. And 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 11 says, When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Not just afraid, but greatly afraid. <laughs> it's a giant, but they were greatly afraid. But Saul wasn't just afraid of, of Goliath. He was afraid of David as well. Listen to this from 1 Samuel 18, uh, verse 12. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. So uh, Saul was concerned about a lot of different things. He was fearful on a lot of different things. As David had military success in verse 15 of chapter 18, it says that Saul stood in fearful awe of David, a young guy. Yeah, a young guy. So, but by contrast, David was courageous. And you remember that Saul was greatly dismayed by the words of the Philistine. But here's how David reacts in 1 Samuel 17, starting in verse 34. But David said to Saul, "'Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, "'and when there came a lion or a bear "'and took a lamb from the flock, "'I went after him and struck him "'and delivered it out of his mouth. "'And if he rose against me, "'I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him.'" He's talking about catching lions by the beard and striking (laughs) them. That's all right. That's kind of manly. Yeah, okay. "'Your servant has struck down both lions and bears.'" And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and Lord be with you. Now when Saul says that, you kind of think he's like, All right, good luck. Yeah, good he's luck. probably yeah. going to die, right? Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> yeah. sure that he's really wanting the Lord to go with him. But but look, in verse 48, uh, the Bible says when Goliath came out, David ran quickly and quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. Mm. I mean, that's just a, an act of courage right there. And so we see in these verses this highlight of David's courage, but it's really important to note, we talked about this a little bit before, but that courage of David come from the Lord. He acknowledged that it comes from the Lord. Even when David uh, is talking to Saul up in these verses, he's saying it's the Lord who will deliver him. He's not operating out of his own strength, but the Lord's strength. So being a leader is hard. And in the world... Right? outside the church world, the secular world, being a Christian leader can require a lot of courage. And so I am excited that we're joined by Mark uh, today. Mark has led at a very high level in a company that is not necessarily Christian friendly, it's just not the corporate culture. Um, and that's fine, it's a secular manufacturing company. But operating uh, as a believer in a different space, that's a challenge as we've been talking about along the way. So Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself
2: yeah well thank you first of all uh greg for having me this is exciting and and a very great topic uh, um yeah so um i've been with nissan uh actually just retired transitioning congratulations April of this year, thank you after 32 years nice uh, yeah and uh so i'm married uh i've got seven children uh and uh They've lived, uh, four of those lived in Japan with us. We were in Japan for about three years, and and I was traveling a lot back then. So uh, I had responsibility for the uh, global HR function uh, there before I retired for the last uh, two to three years. And it was, uh, you know, and part of my job, one of my biggest parts of my jobs was with leaders. You know, Mm -hmm. I I worked with the the leaders, you know, CEO, COO, CFO. I worked with them and their teams really around what kind of leaders were going to run the company and what kind of leaders were going to. Uh, oversee such a, a dynamic environment so it was it was a very uh, a topic that's very close to me and I look forward yeah. to talking about it. Well, that
0: sounds intimidating just hearing that <laughs> being around all the bigwigs right? Well yeah. you
2: know I mean it was just part of the job uh, and that was over the years I mean uh, as I transitioned there was um, various levels of that but at the end it was working with them and it was a uh, that was, you know, post uh, some very crisis uh, activity that happened to our company in uh, 2018. So it was a very dynamic uh, environment, but uh, interesting, but very dynamic.
1: Dynamic. Okay. Uh, so leadership is difficult, and so leading takes courage. We talked about that, right? So what comes to your mind when you think of courageous leadership? Maybe examples you've seen uh, at Nissan at other places. What what typifies courageous leadership to you
2: yeah great question Greg you know there's five things that stand out I was thinking about this Uh, there's five things that stand out to me number one is authenticity Mm. you know and and really that is hand in hand with courage you know really being remaining and ensuring you're authentic yeah Uh, and and I think that takes a lot of courage and I think it goes hand in hand with courage Uh, the number two is is really leading change You know, leaders have got to be capable of change management. Mm. And that takes a lot of courage, you know, and that's not easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and a lot of people kind of like the status quo environment. It's a little bit easier when things are just going to be the same. But a a leader just so often you can't it just can't stay the same. You've got to take them to take people and, and take the organization, take people. Take a function to a different level, and that takes change. The third thing that's critical for for courageous leadership is communication. I call it the three C's: communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> you know, and and you have to do it with with you know with clear purpose, uh, with with a very strong focus on listening and being approachable. You know, uh, yeah. when you're communicating, hopefully it's a, it's an open dialogue. It's it's back and forth. It's not just one way communication. Number four is always listen before you speak. So listening, Uh, a courageous leader needs to be someone who listens Mm. and they're not always running their mouth. And then number five, and this is key, and I guess probably get back to, I think Maria was speaking today, is people first. There's not a single organization, government, army, you name it, whatever it is, it's an organization of people. And you've got to make sure that you're prioritizing people, their needs, their well-being. That's got to be paramount Mm. uh, or you're going to fail.
1: Those are five big topics, Mark. But I think I'm hearing you say those are all ands. It's not or. You don't get to pick three of the five or two of the five to be a courageous that's leader. Right. You gotta do all five of those things. Do. How do you grow in that? How do you develop that? That's a that's a challenging situation.
2: That is challenging. I think first of all, I think stepping back and, you know, especially from an authenticity standpoint, I mean Um, you're coming into this, as a believer, you're coming into certain convictions. State of those convictions. Mm. Don't lose the identity of who you are. And I tell you, I I struggle with that. I think a lot of people, especially when you get into leadership roles, sometimes you'll kind of let your identity become the company, Mm. (laughs) not who you are. You gotta be careful, and it's a challenge for leaders to do that. I mean, I think David was a great example. He did not, in the face of a significant crisis, he kept his identity in God. And that Mm -hmm. was his power, right? And I think we have to keep that identity. Uh, We don't always get it right. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're humans. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. But when you fall, just recognize it and step back into it and try to maintain that authenticity. I think the other thing is you're always learning. Always be a learner as a leader. Always try to find, uh, you know, whether it's books, uh, podcasts, in this day and age, yeah, <laughs> there's not a single place you can go and yeah. not get information. So take advantage of that. Be, be discerning in what you listen yeah. to. But, you know, continue to learn and continue to grow to, to help yourself uh, uh, to do that. And improving uh, how you deal with people, how you communicate. All those are critical for leaders, uh, whatever level you're in.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's a great word. I had a question just, I don't mean to put you on the spot, sure. but maybe a story and let me prep you for this. Yeah. So Saul, he's most afraid of what people think of him. I think we see that clearly in his, you know, he disobeys and then he's confronted and he's like, well, the people didn't like, you know, kind of people pleasing, fear of man kind of thing. So it made me think in all your you 32 years, what is a time where you were faced with that dilemma of? This action or this whatever way of viewing things or doing or not doing something is going to be what the most people want. But I'm going to take a step in courage and worry most about what God wants. Can you think of a time
2: for for me personally? Yeah, yeah. Especially
0: Um, in your position, I mean,
2: right? You know, if I reflect on that particular point, I would say um, it's really around um, the the people element. You know, one of the things that that I was um, I was very adamant about in in my career uh, <laughs> um, is y- you'd get in some of these particular meetings where there was um, a high level leader, uh, and I can remember one particular hearing when I was in the Americas where the chairman of the Americas we were in, we had a meeting with him every month, and um, he was very very challenging leader. Currently today, he's in a big role outside of Nissan somewhere else, but he's in a huge role today. But he was a very demanding leader. And so my team would come in, and we presented for two hours mm-hmm. on various <laughs> topics. Yeah, two hours with him and his top leadership team, and we were presenting. Every single month we had to prepare this. And, 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 you know, he would really challenge. In one particular time, one of my people, there was about three of us in the meeting, and one of my uh, in, uh, per- persons that reported to me was presenting, and he went after them. And when I say he went after him, he was just really challenging them to the point I could tell they were going to just sink. Mm-hmm. And um, like
0: almost attacking.
2: It wasn't a. It was. I can't say he was attacking. He was just being very hard gotcha. and pushing and wanting information. And he kept trying to. He just didn't have it. And he and the leader knew it, but he kept pushing him to, to make a point that uh, you do not And I remember I kind stepped of, in. Kind of being unkind. Yeah, I stepped in, and I purposely. And this was something I, I, was, uh, I was convicted about for many years was when my people, when those kind of situations, I would always step in. I don't say that in, in, a, in a way to any, any self uh, I just It was just a, a conviction of mine because I saw leaders that wouldn't do that, and it drove me crazy. Mm. So when I happened, I stepped in. And I started talking to the leader, and he focused on me. Oh, that's and good. And the whole conversation was to me, and it got him out of it. And he was able to take a breath. And then I finished it out, got got us on another topic, and said we'll come back to this later. And we went and moved on in the meeting. And he came, that guy came up to me afterwards and said, "Thank you. I thought I was going to die." That's you know? awesome. So yeah. you stood
0: up for someone, and I did. That's great. That's yeah, en- that encourages yeah. me just hearing you tell that story. Yeah.
2: I saw examples that were didn't. And I just could not uh, stomach that that was tough so and again I don't say that please in any kind of uh, self uh, no uh, totally aggrandizement at all it's just more when your question was asked that one stands out to me because I still remember it. and and this guy actually is in a really big position today and doing doing very well wouldn't cause of that right but, but he's always told me you know we, we had a great relationship and he learned a lot over the years uh, working together
0: I think that's one of the things that we have touched multiple times on these episodes is that you know, people listen to this like, well, you're a pastor, oh, easy for you. That story is a shepherd's heart. Yeah. And you're not a pastor in the office of pastor, but you're shepherding mm-hmm. and caring well for people. Yeah. So yeah, in courage. a real life environment.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because big corporate leaders, they want what they want. They do. And they, they, yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> they yes, do. They do. I guess do. that's a we just and, <laughs> and he was not,
2: the leader was not wrong in what he was trying to get to. Right? Uh, he's a 24-7 uh, leader. That's just who he was. And he was very hard, and uh, and he got results. You know, he was he, he he cared for people, but you know, in these meetings where it was very limited, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he would yeah. Uh, he would challenge us pretty pretty tough, and he did it with everybody. It wasn't like it was just us. He did it with a lot of groups. But he was a uh, it was fair. It's just he was wanting information, and he he wasn't getting it, so he was pushing harder for it, and that happened more so than he needed right. to.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good that's a great point, um, Mark. So. Saul was afraid of Goliath. Uh, that's an external fear, right? Uh, how have you seen leaders handle or not handle fears from external circumstances? So, in your world, that may have been competition, or what the market's doing, or a productivity issues, stuff like that—external yep. things. Yeah,
2: I, I, I can talk about one that that impressed me in terms of a win uh, with with our with my experience uh, of that kind of external pressure was. You know, and and it took courage, tremendous courage, and that was the automotive industry was changing in the, I would say it was right around uh, the early 2000s, mid 2000s, early 2000s, right around that time frame. And it was clear that the industry was going to move to electric vehicles, yeah. Mm. And um, there was a lot of legislation, a lot of regulation, uh, you know, you had at the time uh, a lot of interest in uh, in, in the Clean Air Act and all that was happening. So we had to pursue that. And we were the first uh, automotive company globally that stepped out with tremendous courage and risk, and we mass-produced electric vehicles. And it was really in the face of a lot of criticism and a lot of uh, questions around that. So I think the example really was taking the courage, doing the homework, doing the analysis, doing the deep dive that you need to do, but also just at the end of the day, taking the step. And getting mm-hmm. the organization and getting the people around you to see the vision that you have, which is really key for a courageous leader, to, to the vision that you need to articulate and 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 ensure that the that the leaders understand, the organization understands, and then guiding through that uh, that maze of challenge. And that was one that stood out to me, and and it was very big success. Uh, our company was seen as a true um, a pioneer, and mm-hmm. still are in the in the EV space. Uh, but uh, that was a big big step in one i think is a good example of, uh, of that kind of leadership
1: that's good so that kind of goes back to those five elements of being a courageous leader yes. where the leaders who were charged with making that change happen had to have that kind of undergirding right if you will for the people to follow them down that path that's right
2: exactly right.
1: what about internal saul was afraid of david that was more of an internal threat. but what about internal uh, challenges wins uh, displays of courage or even displays of fear inside the organization
2: yeah I, you know i've seen i've seen both uh that especially from an internal standpoint um uh i think from a from a from a win standpoint you know when i think of this in the example that i was thinking about before we we chatted today was an example where you're walking in as a leader into an environment where the you know it's a bit chaotic mm-hmm. it's chaotic there is uncertainty there's been failures in leadership there's been failures in um, getting the organization and the people motivated, and the people have lost trust, the people have lost care, they've lost vision and direction of what they need to do. And as a leader, you've got to walk into that and say, okay, I've been asked to come in here and kind of just reestablish this and give this uh, team, organization, function, whatever it is, direction. In this particular example I have, where I, I, I worked with a leader to get them into this position, and it was a lot of work. I wouldn't get into all that, but it was a significant uh, challenge to get them into it. But they walked into a disaster. Mm. You know, uh, just a disaster situation. It was in another country, so it wasn't here. But uh, it was a disastrous situation. And this leader did exactly. You know, those those examples. He he created. First of all, he created a very clear mission and purpose. But it was very simple. It was three or four priorities you know it wasn't 50 he needed 50 priorities mm-hmm. but he it was a particular it was a, it was a male leader but he particularly focused on three priorities you know three or four priorities number one number two is he he created this plan and made it very simple and clear okay uh, so it, it was achievable but it, it had milestones and that type of thing number two is he got the right people around him. You know, he, he had to have the right people to help him accomplish this, and we worked with him, but he put the right people around him. And number three, he was tireless in communicating this plan, this purpose, this strategy, and giving the people uh, updates on where they were. That required a lot of external and internal uh, leveraging and guidance and, and working with different uh, leaders and functions to get them to agree to a certain direction but he did an outstanding uh, job in that. The people were completely motivated. Yeah. I mean, they were just so excited to be a part of something that was winning, and it was moving in the right direction. It's not just about winning, but people were motivated. They felt like there was a purpose, there was value in what they were doing, mm-hmm. they were being recognized for what they were doing, and they felt like their contributions were making a difference, and, and this particular leader was creating that environment, and people just thrived in that and uh, and you saw success so hopefully that's a good example but that's one where that was an internal struggle yeah uh and it just took that kind of courageous leadership but those three basic
1: you know priorities so in these podcasts we're breaking out these different you know leaders are this and leaders are that but in this story that you're telling i hear leaders his courage his bold yes. leadership yes. was actually a kindness to the people who work for him that's right you know and because it got them motivated and I'm sure that the metrics and the rewards were exciting to them, but to be part of something that was successful.
2: They were. And I think... The other thing that was really interesting about this particular example was this person was coming from a very different culture mm, into yeah. this environment. and being able to 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 walk into that and adapt and understand the culture very quickly was huge. you know that's not easy, you know when you're having it's one thing to kind of lead in a culture you're very comfortable with when you walk into a culture that's very different, the people's expectations, your culture, their culture, mm-hmm. and you have to learn that and lead in that environment that's even more difficult and this particular person really just adapted very quickly to that. Just a very uh, um, good strong leader, excellent communication skills but one that also had a lot of empathy for people. You know he operated with empathy and you know he demanded but yet he understood and he had an empathetic mindset and wow that just meant, that's what motivates people and people Mm -hmm. will get behind someone they can trust and they feel like will uh, have their back. Mm. Well you mentioned,
1: you talked about the three C's of communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> we hear that all the time you cannot over communicate. Right. right. But even in this scenario, his three steps with the
2: simple mission and purpose and
1: putting all that together, it's really an exercise in communication, it wasn't isn't it?
2: Absolutely. Uh, for the external uh, stakeholders and the internal stakeholders was key. And uh, that was uh, that was a huge priority. People miss that sometimes. Mm-hmm. They miss that sometimes or they don't give it the priority because change management which was what this was, Mm -hmm. as we talked about earlier, and it requires significant communications. uh, And that's sometimes just not given the priority it needs. But there's
1: courage in telling people something they don't want to hear. Right. There's courage in telling that group of employees, your ship is sinking, our ship is sinking. And so it's going to be painful. (laughs) And that happens in contexts all over the place. Exactly right. So that's a big deal, encouraging that. Um, In in, uh, the scripture we see uh, for Saul and David, that the courage was physical. Right, But nowadays, it's a little bit of a different uh, deal where courage is more of a moral courage or even a spiritual courage. How have you seen some examples of that? You kind of talked about a little bit of your, your story in front of the, the big leader mm-hmm. protecting your, your person. Mm-hmm. Have you seen other examples of that? or?
2: Yes, I have. I, and I think, you know, I was thinking about this, um, and it was actually um, when— The uh, 2009, uh, you probably remember, the huge earthquake in Japan. Yeah. It was a a nine uh, earthquake in Japan. Huge tsunami. It just destroyed so much of certain areas of the country. And that was a huge, I mean, crisis beyond measure. And I remember, uh, it wasn't one particular leader, but I remember a strong emphasis here around the people. And the, and, the, and the community. It was not about, you had supply chains down, you had yeah. plant stoppages, all, those, all the business issues were gonna be impacted. Who cared? At the end of the day, uh, what I saw was leaders, strong moral convictions to people first. Mm. So let's yeah. make sure that people are safe, do we, do we find them all? Have they been identified? Families, what do you need? How do we help you? What are the priorities to make sure families and people are taken care of? That was very clear from our uh, our leaders, and which is just one. There were several. Yeah. And I was very impressed by that. And I was working on it here because we had expats that were in Japan during that period of time. And they were, yeah. you know, families were reacting. But uh, there was a strong emphasis on trying to help and make sure the people were taken care of. We talked
1: earlier about... Uh, David's courage was not internal; it was from the Lord, right? right. So, as you've navigated in um, what could probably feel like spiritually hostile situations, sometimes not not individually, but you know, just the organization or a culture, uh, how you navigated that, you know, bearing in mind that that what you do is through God's strength. You you kind of alluded to it again in that story you told of protecting the guy. That's more of you know, really probably some Holy Spirit helping yes. you stand up in that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, for me, I think it's always been, um, uh, and I have, uh, in all uh, honesty, I've never, I've, I'm, I don't get it right all the time. And I've struggled with this as well, because all of us, I think, as leaders in this kind of environment, you know, you, 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 you can sometimes find yourself, if you're not careful, compromising. And you yeah. got to be very careful with that. But the one thing I would say in, in my convictions uh, as, a, as a Christian, as a leader, and as a, you know, and as someone who, you know, uh, values that is really around, it's the people side of it. It is, you know, I remember, um, uh, you know, we had, we had a, it was a very demanding environment, a lot of expectations and, and, and you know, requirements, which is not unusual for any, any anywhere, wherever you're at. But, you know, People and their families, you know, and I remember always making sure that if someone had a a, uh, if there was something going on at home, if if the child had a had a special event or there was something that is your priority. Mm. You get out of here. I don't care what it takes. Take whatever time you need. Uh, and I always was emphasizing that with yeah. people, making sure that that is your priority. Go and, 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 and make sure you attend these or you're there for your wife if she's in, if someone's in hospital or there's a, there's a family member sick or hurt or you need time or you just need time with the family uh, a long weekend, take it. And that was always uh, something that I, I really emphasized to my team. Uh, I wasn't always perfect, but I did make sure that, that, you know, at the end of the day, families first, not business. Yeah.
1: That's a great.
2: But in my own life, I was not always perfect in that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. you know, with my people, I wanted to make sure that that was something that uh, that was important and and it was emphasized.
0: That's so leaders like, leading from the front. Yeah. Yep. That's great. That's great. Mark, thank you so much. Yes. Definitely. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And Mark, again, thank you. The next episode, Philip Robinson is going to be with us to talk about leaders forgive and ask forgiveness. So that's on the next episode. I know. As you've been courageous, you've alluded this a several times, sometimes we've got to ask for forgiveness, right? We do. <laughs> yeah. hmm. So y'all stay tuned for that, and we'll see you on the next episode.